Greetings in Christ Jesus and welcome once again to the Twin Steeples podcast. Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota, whose main goals are to share God's saving word and to communicate the ongoing activity of Christ's kingdom here at Emmanuel. Hello everybody. As I was getting ready for this week's podcast, I realized that I had forgotten to post last week's podcast and nobody told me about it. So hopefully not too many people are missing that podcast, but I thought I'd just upload uh, last week's podcast as this week's podcast, and then we'll catch up next week. Here is that podcast. May God bless your day. Thank you for joining us today. Today is Wednesday, December 21st. I'm your host, Pastor Joe Nauman, joined today by Pastor Neil Radical. First of all, I want to express a Blessed Christmas to all of you. I uh, pray that your week uh, this week is restful and that you're staying safe through the winter storms that are coming our way and that the Lord will bless you as you keep in mind the coming of Jesus Christ, the greatest gift that's ever been given to mankind. In connection with that gift, then we'll turn our attention this Christmas week to John chapter 1, verses 14 through 18. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness of him and cried out, saying, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness we have all received, and grace for grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, who is in the bosom of the Father, he has declared him. So there's a ton packed into this, these just couple verses here. Um, but first of all, just just uh, parsing out a little bit. So the beginning, it says the word, and that refers to Jesus Christ. And that's kind of John's whole theme of his first first chapter where Jesus is called the word. Uh, maybe you want to start, Pastor, by just kind of uh, explaining a little bit why that title of calling Jesus the word is so appropriate for our Savior, Jesus Christ. Appropriate and... Uh important especially in our Christian society today I think that's a great place to start because the necessity of Jesus being the word made flesh is the whole Old Testament fulfillment of the promise God made to us so the fact that he's the only begotten he's a part of the plan from eternity and as that word made flesh we recognize that this is the one and only begotten Son of God that is able to take away our sins there's we can't do it ourselves yeah, one of the phrases from this past weekend that's been on my mind is that him, the love that's come into my heart unasked, unforced, unearned. And I love that phrase because ultimately we see that word becoming flesh for that very reason. We didn't ask him to do that. He didn't do that to force us to be his people. And he didn't do that so we had to pay for it. He did all of his love for us. So I really think when we look at the word made flesh, we see God doing what no other God would do in this world take on their servant's form to do for them what they needed most. Yeah. Yeah, I think and what I also point out to people is if the word became flesh, that means before that the word was not flesh, right? And I think that's a, yeah. that's a key um, thought to keep in mind there because this, we could call it a, a proof passage of the, the dual nature of Christ being both true God and true man. You know, if you go all the way back to the beginning of this chapter, in the beginning was the word and the word is with God and the word was God. You know, before Jesus came in the flesh, he was not flesh, but now he does have flesh. And so what John is saying here is, we saw him, and here he uses that phrase, only begotten uh, of the Father. And that was a phrase you kind of brought out in, in the sermon this past weekend, 
um, what that what that that phrase uh, monogenese means, and you want to kind of just recap for sure. what that means. And we see it here twice in verse fourteen and in verse eighteen. Right, and then if you do nineteen through twenty-eight, which was the text for this last weekend, yep. he says that again, verse twenty-four, that idea of preferred. So. You're right. The in verse 18 where it says the only begotten Son, that's monogenes there. So it's saying that there's only one like this, you know, man who is also true God. And then when John says, "He who comes after me is preferred before me," he's pointing to that sense of the the begottenness of Christ. Where he was before I was even conceived or born. And so I, I really like that because John's really hinting at that again. Even according to his flesh, he was older than mm-hmm. Jesus, but not older than Jesus because of his eternal nature. Yeah, right. And that, that's, again, that became flesh that Jesus has always existed and has always been as the second person of the Trinity. And we see him uh, all over the place in the Old Testament. Um, and uh, mainly he's called the angel of the Lord, but we you know, we see him working throughout the Old Testament as well. Not to mention all the prophecies and, and the foreshadowing and the, the, the types and antitypes and all that. Um what about verse 16? So it says, of his fullness we have all received and grace for grace. And I think that's a, an important thing to remember that, that by faith we receive the work of Christ himself. And that Jesus is the one who is full of grace and truth. So how do we receive that, that fullness of grace and truth? Well, it comes by faith. And so by faith we receive the work of Jesus Christ. Because Jesus didn't just come to take away our sins. He also came to, to credit, with his, credit us with his righteousness. And that's what John is saying here. We beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father. Jesus lived that perfect life we could not. Um, he was perfect in every way. Even though he was flesh like us, he came in the flesh and he, he was tempted in every way as we were, but without sin. And because of that now, we have received uh, that, that righteousness of God in him. And that's what that grace for grace, you know, undeserved love upon undeserved love, uh, where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. You know, that's what, what the verse that comes to mind that that uh, yes we are all sinners but we've received his grace the fullness of who he is and that's the essence of who Jesus is 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 grace is undeserved love and because of that now we have received this and by faith uh, we cling to that word of God that trusts in the promises of Jesus Christ and that's where that last verse comes in again you know it says no one's seen God at any time and that's true you know even even Moses was unable to see God Um, he's God, God said, "You can't see me. No man can see me and live." So God allowed him to pa- see him as he passed by. He saw his back as he passed by, and Moses' face glowed for months. So he had to wear a veil because it scared the children of Israel. Um, and verse seventeen talks about that too. The law was given through Moses. Moses, out of anybody, was able to to see more of God than anybody else, but he wasn't able to see God. Um, but what's more important than the law that was given through Moses is the grace and truth that comes through Jesus Christ because this is kind of what I bore out in the the sermon last week was you know that last word of the Old Testament is the word curse you know lest I come with a curse or another translation would be utter destruction you know and and without the New Testament without Jesus Christ that's what would arise that's what would happen we would receive the curse we would receive utter destruction but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ and so that's why the the title the word is so appropriate he's the word of God made flesh he brought us the word because we couldn't get it on our own but the only begotten who's in the bosom of the father he has declared and Jesus came and shared the true nature the true word of God because God is more than just that that judgmental law giver Um, he is also a God of love and grace and mercy and truth and that's that's the essence that Jesus came to share with us and that's why 
the word is such an you know such an appropriate name for Jesus because it's that word that works faith in our heart that trusts in Him and now that leads to everlasting life. I think there's a ton we could keep saying here. As I said, it's packed full, um, but uh, but such a such a beautiful uh, expression of who Jesus is and what He did for us. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, during this Christmas season, we thank you for the great gift that you shared with us, that gift of yourself. You gave your life. You gave uh, both your day-to-day life and also the life uh, on the cross you gave for us. Help us to remember as we consider uh, the baby Jesus in the manger, a true purpose of why he came. He came to rescue and redeem us, to make us uh, at peace with God, and to uh, bring us to everlasting life in heaven. Help us remember the true reason for the season, uh, your, your Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, a number of weekly updates and reminders for you. Uh, Again, the online midweek Bible class is still on break until January, um, so that won't be taking place today. Uh, No Men's Breakfast is coming up the next two weeks due to the the Christmas and New Year's uh, celebrations. We just decided to to take it off the next two weeks, so please take note of that. Um, This coming weekend, uh, the Children's Christmas Eve is coming up this Saturday. Uh, one final practice for everybody. We're hoping everyone can be there. Is this Friday, December 23rd, from 8:25 to 9:50. So hopefully, uh, all our school kids, all the preschool kids, all the uh, the the public school kids are on break. So hopefully, everybody can get here Friday morning for that practice. And then Saturday evening uh, is the Christmas Eve service. So that's December 24th uh, at 6 p.m. There's an hour of pre-service music. So I'd encourage you to get here early if you can, because normally packed pretty full. So uh, uh, again, Christmas Eve, six o'clock. Hope you can join us for that. The next day then is a different service, a separate service for our Christmas day service. So it's still uh, Sunday morning at 10 a.m. just like our normal service, but this is a a separate service and it will be uh, 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 Pastor Radical and I will both be uh, preaching that morning. So hope you can join us for that again, 10 a.m. Just a reminder, there is no Bible class or Sunday school this weekend or next weekend. So there'll be nothing after Christmas Eve program, nothing before the Christmas Day service on Sunday morning. So, And then the same thing the next weekend for New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Uh, we are doing two separate services for New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. There will be communion at both of those services. And then on, Christmas, on New Year's Eve, we'll be doing a special song service where you'll be able to, to uh, select your favorite hymns and they'll be sung by the entire group. Uh, we'll do one or two verses. So hopefully you can join us for that. For It's a, it's a fun song service. And then uh, the next day will be our, our kind of our regular weekend service, uh, New Year's Day as well. Um, I just wanted to say, got an announcement from our uh, Board of Property Chairman, Jay Hannell, uh, who's a, a listener to the podcast. He wants to say thank you to everyone who has helped to keep the facility up throughout this past year. I uh, just want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And I'll express too, you know, there's a million things behind the scenes, you know, just being as pastors we're around here a lot we see some of those things but definitely not all those Um, there's so many things uh, from the upkeep and the maintenance and the the recycling and the garbage and everything that people do there's a million things that go on around here that make this place run and something that we should all be very grateful for and something that uh, you know there's a lot of you out there listening that that do some of those things and just want to say thank you for that and if uh, uh, you are in any way able to help in it with anything like that please uh, uh, you can talk to property board you can talk to Pastor Radical and myself, and there's always a million ways to help around here. So I uh, just want to say thank you to everyone who has helped, and I uh, hope we all keep the work of uh, Ministry of Emmanuel in your thoughts and prayers in the year to come. Uh, next, I want to talk a little bit about the, what's been going on up in the balcony. Um, 
the property board and uh, a couple other volunteers have been uh, working on a, a audio video booth up there. You want to kind of talk about what's been kind of happening the last few weeks up there, Pastor? Sure. You mentioned uh, the behind the scenes kind of work. So uh, property chair, you know, Jay Handel, a few others um, have been trying to help out with that, obviously, too. And uh, so it's trying to clean up the balcony, really. We've got three spots up there right now with the sound, the power point screen area, and then the um, the AV equipment, you know, the, for the visual, the live streaming area. So there's three areas up there that have a lot of cords, a lot of computer stuff. It's kind of spread out there. So for several years, there's been a desire to bring that all together into one place, make it easier for those who are volunteering all their time up there to do it all at once. And so they have picked, you know, this is even before the pews were redone, an area that they wanted to have that in. And so there's been a budget that has been set, there's money there, and so it's just a matter of kind of executing that plan. So right now there's a, a pretty big area up there. Uh, part of that was also, it's, it's been morphing a little bit as it's been being done because we're trying to get more storage up there for the band stuff. It's primarily a church first, but we have lots of band equipment up there, so we're trying to keep that in a safe place. And also, ultimately we're trying to keep it uh, high enough so that the the volunteers that are doing the, not only can you get the band equipment underneath there, but you're also trying to make it room for two to three guys up there, or, or volunteers, I should say, that are able to conduct those three areas of the church service, the live stream, audio, visual, projector, and all that stuff in one area. So that's the purpose of the size of it up there, and really trying to bring it all together in one spot to clean it up in all those areas. Yeah, well, excited to see how that reflects all in our service, and as you had mentioned to me earlier, you know, I think it's going to be a great blessing to you know we'll see a higher quality video and uh you know it'll be, the live stream will be hopefully easier to function and you know again I'd, I'd encourage the listeners you know if that if getting involved in something like that is something you're interested in we are looking for more volunteers always to to operate the slideshow and to operate the the the, the video and the audio as well so if that's something you can help with or something you're interested in please get a hold of uh either past radical or myself and we're always looking for more volunteers for that stuff so that would be great as far as our prayer list for today, a uh, number of prayers to keep in our hearts. Uh, George and Rosemary Duman uh, gave birth to a baby boy, Paul Everett, last week. Uh, Samantha Fraley uh, had a baby boy named Coulter. Uh, so we give thanks to God for that great blessing. Uh, we have a number of cancer patients we're keeping in our hearts and minds. Tom Jensen, Carrie Dale, and Pastor John Hine, all of whom are in different stages of their uh, cancer treatment. And I uh, pray the Lord would, would bless them through that difficulty. Uh, Cordy Keeney continues to remain in the hospital down in Fairmont, and we pray the Lord would uh, give her healing. Hope Redlin is still in the hospital here in Mankato. Uh, Harold Woolley this past week fell down and broke his hip, so we pray that the Lord would bless him as he recovers from that. Uh, we also keep in our prayers Sandy uh, Curtis's friend Mike, who had a heart attack this past week. Uh, pray that the Lord would uh, allow him to return home soon according to God's will. Uh, we pray for Norma Carlson, who's having surgery today on a malignant lung tumor. Um, pray that the Lord that would go smoothly and the Lord would bless the, uh, the work of the doctor's hands there. And finally, we pray on behalf of V.S. Benjamin, longtime president of the CLCI over in India, who passed away and uh, they'll be having funeral services for him uh, this week. Uh, I, I read somewhere they're expecting 5,000 attendants to this uh, funeral service, so I uh, pray that God would, would uh, comfort the hearts of those who mourn his lo the loss over there and uh, remind them that in Jesus we, we will expect to see him again in heaven. Uh, our proverb for the day is from Proverbs chapter 20. We've been working chapter by chapter just taking a look at a couple verses. 
Today I want to take a look at chapter 20, verses 5 through 6, which read, Counsel in the heart of man is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. Most men will proclaim each his own goodness, but who can find a faithful man? What these verses really remind me of is uh, my grandma told me that when she, she grew up, she grew up without running water, which is kind of a hard hard for me to even imagine what it would be like to have to go out to a well every single day to get the water that you need for everything you do, whether it be the cooking or the washing or the taking a bath or whatever. Um, they All the water they had, they used. They had to go out to the well and draw it out. And that's what that verse 5 kind of reminds me of is it says, counsel in the heart of man is like deep water. Um, but a man of understanding will draw it out. You know, everybody has something that they can give advice on. Everybody has life experiences that they can they can share with others and that they can grow. Um, so often we, in our arrogance and pride, think that, well, I know what's going on, or I, I don't need help from this person, or this person has nothing to offer me, or I'm way more I'm way more intelligent or, or smarter than that person, so they can't help me. But really, everybody has knowledge. Everybody has counsel in their heart that they can share in certain uh, topics or situations, and that's what that's what this proverb is teaching us. Counsel in the heart of man is like deep water. We may have to, to have to do some work in order to get that that counsel out of there, but it says a man of understanding will draw it out. And so it's important to remember and and keep in mind that you know no matter how smart you are, intelligent you may think you are, everyone has something to offer. Everyone has intelligent comments to make. Everyone has advice and counsel that they can give in different situations. And you can see this, you know, out of the out of the mouth of babes so often, out of the mouth of little ones uh, can so regularly come those things that are just what you need to hear, are just what you need to keep in mind, are truly the blessings that God uh, gives to us. And so, you know, listen to others and hear what they have to say and uh, consider the counsel that they give and the blessing that it is. And if you are a man of understanding, a man or woman of understanding, you will draw that counsel out from others and put it to heart. And then the verse 6 also get, reminds us of an important point, and that is that, as the verse says, most men will proclaim each his own goodness. You know, when we look at our own lives, uh, it's so easy for us to think of ourselves more highly than we ought. We think of ourselves as good and everyone else is, as wrong. And here's a little way to, to think about that. The speed you're going down the road is always just the right speed, isn't it? Anybody who's going slower than you is being dangerously unsafe, and anyone who's going faster than you is also being dangerously unsafe. Um, you're always going just the right speed. And that's really the same thing, right? Most men will proclaim each his own goodness. I'm doing things just right. Everyone else is doing things wrong. But what is the, how does the verse end? It says, but who can find a faithful man? More important than being able to proclaim your own goodness or defend your actions or make excuses for the wrongs that you commit is to be faithful. To be faithful, to stand up and say, this is the right thing to do, and I'm going to be there when I said I would be there. I'm going to do the things that I said I would do. Faithfulness is such an important quality, and it's such an important thing, not just for uh, in terms of our uh, earthly lives, but also in terms of our spiritual lives. Uh, coming to church regularly every Sunday, doing regular Bible studies, connecting with God in prayer whenever we are able. All these things are important to uh, being faithful to him who is also faithful to us. And so often um, we fail to be faithful. So often we don't do what God would have us do. But again, Paul reminds Timothy that even when we are faithless, he is faithful because he cannot deny himself. And these wonderful blessings are a reminder to us that that, uh, that God is indeed love, that he has done all that we could not do. And because of his great faithfulness now, 
Yeah, he works in our hearts that faith, and he says, now I encourage you to be faithful as well. So be faithful in whatever whatever vocations you have in life, whether it be as a husband or a wife, as a child, as an employee, as an employer, to be faithful, to, to work the best that we can for God and because of his great faithfulness to us. And that brings us to our hymn of the day today, which is hymn 80 in the red hymnal. All praise to thee, eternal God, who clothed in garb of flesh and blood dost take a manger for thy throne, while worlds on worlds are thine alone. Hallelujah. Once did the skies before thee bow, a virgin's arms contain thee now, while angels who in thee rejoice now listen for thine infant voice. Hallelujah. A little child thou art our guest, that weary ones in thee may rest. Forlorn and lowly is thy birth, that we may rise to heaven from earth. Hallelujah. Thou comest in the darksome night, to make us children of the light, to make us in the realms divine, like thine own angels round thee shine. Hallelujah. All this for us thy love hath done, by this to thee our love is one. For this our joyful songs we raise, and shout our thanks in ceaseless praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Twin Steeples podcast. Once again, Twin Steeples is a production of Emanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota. For more information about the ongoing activity here, we'd invite you to check out our website, emmanuelmankato.org. Until next time, may God bless and keep you, and may you always remember, Emmanuel, God is with you.